Welcome to That's Feminism Broad, where we are exploring diverse voices and modern female strengths. We're here to capture and reclaim the term feminism, because unlike Justice Stewart, I know it when I see it is not good enough for present-day women and the women who raised them. Join us to create a community of women who can support and empower each other as they go through all that life throws at them. We want to hear your story, and we want to use it to build strength, trust, and enthusiasm for our sisterhood. So it's September. I know the memes are popping up everywhere that start to celebrate fall. I know the joke is Labor Day comes and the next day Christmas decorations are out. So I just wanted to have a little September overview session. Sometimes September gets lost in the shuffle. We're busy with back to school. We've kind of thrown summer away and we're diving into fall, but like September's this no man's land. But it's not. It's full of some really important moments of reflection. So this is a... Um, a potluck of uh, conversation today, but September's a potluck of important dates and times. So talking about the future, the autumnal equinox is the 22nd of September this year, and that's when we say fall really kicks off. Just a little history, the equinoxes are, um, mean equinox means opposite, so it's opposite on either end of the equator. So when it's the autumnal equinox in the northern hemisphere, it's actually the spring of the vernal equinox in the summer hemisphere and uh, vice versa. On the two equinoxes every year, the sun shines directly on the equator and the length of the day and the night is nearly equal, but not exactly. We always kind of round up and we call it exact same amount of day and night, but that's not entirely true. The September equinox marks the moment the sun crosses the celestial equator. That's that imaginary line in the sky above the Earth's equator from north to south, and then it does the opposite in March. In the northern hemisphere, the fall equinox marks the first day of autumn in what we call the astronomical seasons. There's also, a, uh, for those of you that aren't super hippie, there's a more common definition of when the seasons start, and that's the meteorolo meteorological definition, which is based on the average temperature rather than the astronomical events. But either way, um, September 22nd kicks off the fall, and... I always kind of like to think about it as an opportunity to think through New Year's. Like the fall equinox is a big one in our house because the season's changing and we get to put a, a pause on summer and think through what we want our fall to look like. You know, it's football season or it's pumpkin spice stuff or um, for me, it's often some raisin bread. But what do we want out of our fall and what can we do to work towards those goals? That's when we, that's when we hit the pause. And then if we're looking at the past in September, then we know that um, on the 6th, we, we had off of work and school for Labor Day. Uh, even Labor Day has a kind of auspicious history. The holiday was signed in federal law by uh, President Herbert Cleveland, and that was in 1894. There were a lot of strikes in that era. There was widespread labor unrest, and they started campaigning for the eight-hour workday, which was a movement led by labor radicals and anarchist revolutionaries. Um, well, there is some historical disagreement over the exact origins of Labor Day, it's often been used to direct workers away from celebrating the International Workers' Day, which was known as May Day, which is kind of a more of a Marxist idea. So in 55, during a crackdown on leftist organizations and labor unions, the government even designated May 1st as Loyalty Day. Actually, I think the president still talks about Loyalty Day every year. 
uh, on the day that's dedicated to the workers. So Labor Day is a great time to celebrate what you've accomplished and what you want to accomplish and to hit the pause button. You know, in the Christian faith, we always talk about Sunday, God rests. And that is what Labor Day should be for us. I'm sure you guys were out barbecuing and uh, hanging out by the pool those last couple sips of summer. But just remembering that it is that it is a well-deserved time of rest. But this is the one that I really want to talk about, and that's what's happening in the present. On Saturday, we celebrate Patriots Day, which is September 11th. I remember. I remember exactly where I was. I was a freshman in college. I had a roommate, Lori. She slept on the bottom bunk. I slept on the top. Her dad was a pilot, and it was Tuesday morning, I think, and we woke up, I woke up to the TV on and her on the phone trying to get a hold of her dad and us both just staring at the screen. What I remember more than that, though, was the rest of the day that everywhere across the West Virginia University campus, there were TVs where there were never TVs before. They were being pulled out of every cabinet and any storage space and they were being plugged in and you could go anywhere. And the other thing I remember is how empty it was. Now, West Virginia is not all that far from Pennsylvania, so the Pottsville, Pennsylvania um, flight was concerning for us for a little bit, but it was just eerie and lonely and um, intimidating because we didn't really know what it meant or what it was for. Most of our classes were canceled except for the few that sent emails saying, you're welcome to come to class. We're just going to talk about what happened today and we're going to unpack it. And as a freshman, I think that that was such an awesome, such an awesome thing that the teachers did. A couple of the teachers, I actually had a humanities class. And when I went in, it was full. Like I had to sit on the floor because so many people had just invited friends to sit and just kind of be together and sort of work through this. Anyway, my junior year, I went and studied abroad in Ireland and I remember people saying, oh, you Americans holding on to September 11th, blah, blah. Why can't you just let it go? And that shocked me because it was such an incredibly important time in my life. It was, you know, our generation's Pearl Harbor. There was an attack. I've never had an attack on our country. And this was an attack on our country. And it was real. It was in New York. It was big. It was loud. It was live. We watched it happen live. So the idea that these people thought we needed to let it go was so silly and lazy and kind of grotesque to me. I don't really want to let it go. I think it's an important memory for me. And I think it's an important memory for me to pass on to those around me. Because frankly, if you're under the age of 25, it doesn't really mean that much to you. I mean, there's a couple good movies about it. There might be a few good books, but like it, it's not as tangible. Those American flags popping up everywhere and people coming together all over the country, it was awesome. And it was awesome to find unity in this, in this brokenness that we all felt and in this um, lack of control that we were struggling with. So that memory is important to me. And it's become even more important now because I think history is changing and the, the world that we live in now is reevaluating that world then. And we've seen this with statues coming down and we see this over and over again that the people are turning away from history and they're rewriting it. And that really terrifies me. If I can't remember and if I can't share those memories, then I can't possibly truly 
honor what had happened and what has happened in the 20 years since. There was a New York Times article out not, not long ago. I'm not going to link it because, frankly, it's crap and I don't even want you to read it. But it was called The Rise and Fall of Osama Bin Laden. I think it was Peter Bergen, maybe. Um, at one stage, it says, um, talks about Bin Laden's legacy and how Osama Bin Laden, the fanatical terrorist, was also a devoted family man. And that blew my mind. That's actually written in the paper. So if you're under the age of 25 and you don't remember September 11th, but you do read the New York Times, you're getting a drastically different story. The story of a devoted family man. Uh, I can't, I can't let that happen. I don't think that's okay. I think it's really important that we rem remember all of the terror and all of the loss and all of the suffering. And I think it's important that we go to the monuments and we listen to the songs and we read the books and we really try to understand how different the world was 20 years ago. And now we have this um, disastrous exit out of, uh, out of Afghanistan and we're spending, some of us have spent 20 years with with this and we're trying to understand its finality here compared with how it started and where it went in between and there's just a lot of unrest and and maybe this is an opportunity to assure anybody that spent that 20 years fighting and working towards something that you did accomplish it that there has not been another september 11th because of all of those boots on the ground and all of that work was that was put forth so know that none of that was in vain uh, also, if you have kiddos, a really great book for them is that I Survived series. I don't know if you've ever given that a chance, but there is one called I Survived uh, September 11th or I Survived the Twin Towers. And uh, I was just reading it with my fourth grader the other day. And it was just a good reminder that's a little bit more family friendly. And I know I saw a magazine article out that said um, the children of... September 11th, because that's really where we are now. We're, we're far enough removed that there's a whole other generation that's going to be not talking about, we're talking about uh, September 11th. So what we do on this Patriots Day is going to affect how they view it moving forward. And they're the ones that we really want to understand it. Anyway, aside from sharing the same month, these holidays do kind of feed off of each other. In Patriots Day, it's really important to look back on the pain, the hurt, the loss that we suffered as a country, as a united country, and how we really came together to have our story straight and to see that with darkness always comes light. So perhaps with this catastrophic exit from Afghanistan, we're forced again into a dark time, but know that the days get longer and the sun must eventually shine brighter, which is what we're reminded of in the equinox. And don't forget to put in the labor. Work hard and completely in the times of brightness so that you have something to sustain you in the times of darkness. Celebrate the struggles of your hard work and enjoy the prosperity that you've earned during Labor Day. And look around and see the others that also labor besides you. Know that together we're creating this future that we should want to be a part of. That united we can stand through both the light and the dark times. So just a short little one for you today, a couple things to think about during the month of September so it doesn't go to waste. And if you didn't get to or you weren't planning on celebrating any of those, really give yourself a moment and um, reflect on that. That is all, guys. That's feminism, bro. Thanks for joining us today. Please like, share, and review. 
You can find me on Instagram and at That's Feminism Bro or via Facebook through Bridget Van Musker. You're always welcome to shoot me an email at thatsfeminismbro at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any questions or concerns you may have. Music is by Pixabay and artwork is by KBB.